BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. You are so stuck on the bad things that are happening to you. You're so stuck on the failed relationship, not understanding why. Why do I keep getting in relationship after relationship after relationship? Y'all, I just had a breakup too. Newsflash, I see y'all commenting under my Instagram pictures like, oh, Donnie's out here in these streets like she broke up with her man and did and did. But do you think you're about to see me sitting around succumbing to the negative emotions of a of another situation gone wrong? It's not the first time and it, it won't be the last bad thing that happens. It won't be the last hurt that I experience. It won't be the last thing that's not ideal for me. But what the difference between me and you is not that I'm extraordinary. It's that I can't be Hey, hey, you guys, and welcome to the very first episode of Full Transparency Podcast with Donnie Wiggins, and I am so excited to be here. First of all, let me not even start off lying. Let me start off being fully transparent. I'm kind of nervous. I'm a little nervous. You guys have seen me on the Social Proof Podcast for the last three years, and now we are here with a solo podcast, Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins, and I got to tell you a couple of things. So before I jump into what we're talking about Um, Full Transparency is going to be a show where you can expect to see me talking to a lot of my successful friends, people who are doing amazing things in life. And I just want to get the the transparent view of what they have going on, how they got to where they got to, what struggles they're dealing with, how they celebrate their success, life, relationships, entrepreneurship, all of that. So... I hear often somebody say, uh, I see people comment like when we post about being in masterminds and in private rooms that you need access to. And they'll say things like, if I could just be a fly on the wall. Well, full transparency is allowing you to be a fly on the wall. But today I wanted to start off with just me and you. We're going to spend a little bit of time together right now, because as I have been thinking about the full transparency podcast and what I want to convey through this podcast, I I had to get clear and ask myself, what's my intention? What is my intention with full transparency? And this is really, really big. I had to get really clear on the intention that I have for this podcast, not just for the podcast overall, but 
how I want you to feel about this relationship that we're going to start building through this show, right? So I struggled. You guys know, if you've watched Social Proof, you know that my business partner and BFF, David Shands, has been encouraging me to start my own podcast for months, like six months at least. And I get excited to do it, and then I kind of fall back, and then I get excited to do it, and I kind of fall back, and I get scared, just like you might get scared about something, right? And the fear for me is not associated with me sitting in front of a camera and talking to you. The fear for me is putting out information, putting out this program, and it's not giving, it's not feeding, it's not serving you. So again, I've spent the last several days figuring out what my intention is. How do I want you to feel as a result of being here in this, this show with me? And I will tell you this, my intention is to be a voice of hope for you. My intention is that you feel served. My intention is that you feel like these messages were meant directly for you. My intention is that you feel so compelled to receive this information that you're actually taking notes on it. And then it moves from this space where you're watching this and you're taking notes on it until you actually launching into action. That's my intention for you. My intention is to be memorable for a long time to come. I want you to find an episode. I want you to find something that was said here on full transparency and it resonates with you for a long period of time. And so my intention is not just to entertain you, but it's to educate you in a way that stays with you for a lifetime. What I've realized is there's really no difference between me and the people who will watch full transparency. There's no difference. So we all want to be happy. We all want to feel fulfilled. We all want to be significant in our own lives and we want to be significant to other people. We all want to be successful. We all just want to live a really, really good life. And I'm sure you agree with me. But the reason that there's just a small percentage of people who do that is because we are attached to some kind of a fear, whether it's the fear of not being good enough, the fear of failure, it's the fear of not having enough, the fear of it being too late, the fear of, I don't know, sometimes we think that other people were blessed and they were just born that way and it's meant for you. And, and oh, Donnie, she's successful because her personality is made for success. But me, I'm shy, I'm an introvert, and my personality isn't made for it. Hey, listen, we are one and the same. I am no different from you. There is nothing so extraordinary about me that makes me able to do things much differently than you. So I can't let you slide with that excuse. It's not a Donnie thing. It's not a David Shans thing. It's not my successful friend that you'll see next week or the successful friend that you see the week after that. It's not that. It's that we decided to leverage our fears and turn them into our stories. And then we leveraged our stories and turned them into success, right? That is the only unique difference. I believe that we are all afforded the ability to do whatever it is that we want to do in life. And I know that there's some going to be somebody who's watching this and they're like, no, because my circumstances are X, Y, and Z. And I grew up this kind of way and my parents don't believe and I don't get this support and just all of these things that are true. But here's the thing. Two things can be true at one time. Two things can be absolutely true at one time, which means 
You can come from humble beginnings. You can be in the midst of a storm. You can be suffering and depressed right now. You can be ill, but you can also be in search of becoming your best self. You can also be on track to discovering what your purpose is. You can also be living life by your own design. You can also be in pursuit of something greater than you've ever experienced before. Two things can be true at one time. And so what I really want to convey today with you is that we have to break up with our fears somebody doesn't even realize that you're scared of something. You think that you're waiting on timing and it's just really a fear. You think you're waiting on timing and what it is is that you have a fear of if you spend your time this way. You haven't created the time. You hadn't made, you hadn't cleared the time. You think that you don't have the money you, when really you're just afraid that if you invest money in this, are you going to be consistent long enough for it to actually turn into something that's profitable for you? You think people don't support you, right? You think people don't support you when really the truth of the matter is the people who you desire to support you the most are never going to be the people that will make you rich and successful in the first place. Support is an amazing thing to have. Yes, it is. But we are not going to be in fear of something that doesn't contribute significantly to the outcome anyway. We're not doing that, all right? So it's not that you're afraid. For example, you're not afraid of trying. You're not even afraid of failing. Hold on, because this is about to get real. You're not afraid of trying, and you're not even afraid of failing. What you're really afraid of is people seeing you at the small start. You're afraid of your own humble beginnings. You're afraid because social media has portrayed this image that somebody has a business idea on Monday. They get their LLC on Tuesday. Wednesday, they tell the world about it. And by Friday, they've made a million dollars. And I am sorry that that's the perception that you have, but that is not the truth. And there's a part of me that feels like people have to have enough common sense to know that this isn't the truth. But the other part of me knows that people really don't have the common sense to know that these overnight successes and these large starts are not the norm for everybody. I love social media. I have built my brand 100% off of the back of social media. But what I don't like is this irresponsible picture that we've painted. This irresponsible picture that says you have to have fast success. You have to make fast money. You have to execute so, so fast that things happen overnight. And that's just not the reality, guys. I am more than 10 years in the making of being an entrepreneur, more than 10 years in the making of being an entrepreneur. And in fact, that's not even the truth. I have been trying my hand at entrepreneurship since I was 17 or 18 years old. I was in college starting a cleaning business, anything that I could do to make money on my own time. I didn't want a job at that time. I knew very, very early on that working in a corporate America setting would, would not be for me for long. It was a What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Survival step that I leveraged to make money at that time, to feed myself, to provide for myself, later to provide for my daughter, but I knew very early on that it wasn't going to be the final step for me. The only difference 
between you and I is that I don't really care about you seeing me at the small start. This episode right here that you're watching on Full Transparency, screenshot this moment. This is Donnie Wiggins at her small start. This is Donnie Wiggins at her very humble beginning. And whether you watch this over and over and over again, whether there's one person that watches this or a thousand people that watch this, guess what I'm not going to do is stop. Guess what I'm not going to do is care about the people who have opinions about what it is that I'm doing when they didn't even have the courage to go and do something for themselves. You're not afraid of trying and you're not afraid of failing. You're afraid of the small start. You know what else you're afraid of? You're also afraid of your failure being seen. You're not ready to be exposed. You're afraid of the people who are watching and waiting for you to fail. You're thinking about one person. You're thinking about one group of friends. You're thinking about one entity. You're thinking about a whole lot of people judging you when you won't even want to trade places with these people. Imagine being so afraid of being judged that you won't even try because the people that you're concerned about are people that you wouldn't even trade places with. Let let that sit for a second. Imagine being so afraid of trying that you won't even get started because, or actually imagine being so afraid of being judged that you won't even try because you're concerned about the thoughts and opinions and the judgment of people that you would never trade places with. Let me get you out of your head right now. The people who you're so concerned about if you wouldn't trade bank accounts with them right now, then what you're doing to be successful financially doesn't matter. The people who you're concerned about, if you wouldn't trade places in their marriage or their significant relationship, then what you're doing to try to improve your marriage or your relationship, it doesn't matter. The people who you are so concerned about thinking that you stop this and start that and stop this and start that, if they don't start anything, if they don't try anything, if they're continuing to settle for everything, then their opinion of you, it doesn't matter. I learned a long time ago to stop taking advice from people that I wouldn't want to trade places with. And this is going to be really important for you to grasp because many of us are taking advice from, uh, you know, from, from, from our family from our parents, from our friends. We get on the phone and we're going through something. We're experiencing a relationship hardship. We're experiencing a money, a money hardship, but we're calling our friends who are just as broke. We're calling our friends who are just as scared. We're calling our friends who are just as miserable in relationships. We're relying on our parents to tell us the direction of what we should be doing with our future when we're not necessarily proud of of, of what our parents have done with their own professional lives. We're not necessarily admirable of any of those things from any of those people that I just mentioned. Do not rely on the advice of people that you wouldn't trade places with. What do I look like asking somebody with $100 in the bank what I should do with a million dollars? What do I look like having a conversation with somebody who constantly overdrafts their bank account about how I should invest my money? What do I look like talking to a homeboy who is a habitual cheater about how to navigate in my relationship? 
You have to align yourself with people that you would actually trade places with. Okay, Donnie, that sounds good, but I don't I don't know any of those people. How do I find those people? You got to start networking. You got to get out in the street because here's what we're not going to do. As much as I want you to love full transparency with Donnie Wiggins, as much as I want you here week after week after week after week, here's not here's what you're not allowed to do. Here's what I do not welcome you to do. I do not welcome you to show up week after week after week being inspired and taking no action. I do not welcome you to show up week after week after week just to take notes and then tuck your journal away or your notebook away until next week or the week after or until you're taking notes from somebody else. I do not welcome you to do those things. We're looking for action takers. We are looking for people who are here to learn about the process and the behind the scenes of what the journey looks like because when ebbs and flow happen in your journey, you want to know that this is normal. When things don't look normal to you, you want to know that it was normal for somebody else. When you're looking for a mentor, when you're looking for people to be impacted by and inspired by, you come here. This is what this is for. You want to know that the people behind these gigantic success stories had small beginnings just like you. You want to know that we put our pants on one leg at a time just like you. You want to know that we get cold in the morning and hot during the day. You want to know and you want to find somebody that you can relate to on your journey, but you're tired of sifting through the fluff. You're tired of sifting through the fluff. You're tired of trying to find somebody to finally connect with. You're tired of the ups and downs, the disappointments, just right after the excitement. You're tired of it. And so you've given yourself an excuse to not do anything. Oh, man, I don't have a mentor. Everybody I run across is X, Y, and Z. Oh, man, mentors don't come through this neighborhood. Oh, man, this is not meant for somebody like me. You got to have the money. You got to have the time. Every single thing that you're giving yourself as an excuse really needs to be the reason that you're doing something. It really needs to be the reason that you're doing something. I can't say that I don't have any fear, but what I tell you, when I tell you that I fear being unsuccessful, broke, miserable, unfulfilled, unhappy, more than I fear anything else that's associated with, cha with, with chasing success, I promise you that. I promise you that. I promise you that I am more fearful of what it likes to stay, what it looks like to stay the same. I promise you that I am more fearful of going back to the woman that I was back in 2008 to 2010 when I'm foreclosing on my home, when I'm getting my vehicles repossessed, when my daughter had to give up her dream bedroom to another family that the bank sent in to do a short sale on my home. I promise you that I am more afraid of being that woman than I am of being the woman who puts in hard work. Oh, don't say hard work. Don't don't say hard work because some of y'all are chasing soft lives. <laughs> don't say hard work because right now we're in this season of soft life and everybody wants to do things soft and everybody wants to do things easy and everybody just wants to have everything handed to them. But I'm about to tell you this. You cannot have a soft life without doing hard work. The hard work is what sets up the stage for you to eventually work yourself to a, to a soft life. The hard work is what sets up the stage for you to eventually live this soft life that you imagine. And I'm not talking to people who want to be kept and I'm not talking to people who want to live in this fantasy world. I am talking about legacy creators right now. I am talking to generational wealth builders. I am talking about people who wants to make a difference. I am talking to people who are shifting the culture. If you just want to do something mediocre, if you just want to make enough money for you to get by, then I'm not talking to you. This is not for you. You go be soft, baby. You go be soft. 
I am talking to people who are looking to survive the span of their lifetime. Don't miss that. I'm talking to people who desire to build something so big that it outlives you. I am talking to people who's willing to put in the work. I am talking to people who understand what it means to sacrifice. I am talking to the people whose future is bigger than their fears. And so if that's not you, then I, I encourage you to stop watching. And it's okay. It's okay. There will be a future episode that you're going to resonate with and you can come on back. But today I'm talking to the people whose desire to have a successful future is bigger than their desire to succumb to their own fears. I heard Oprah Winfrey saying, for every failure, I ask myself, what is this here to teach me? And something went off inside of me. Something, something shifted. Something changed for me. For every failure, I ask myself, what is this here to teach me? And so I want to share two stories with you. Just uh, a couple of days ago, I caught wind that I lost several hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I remember calling my mom and I told her about what I was experiencing. Hey, ma, uh, you know, just, you know, she's asking me about my day. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, everything has been great. I found out that I lost several hundred thousand dollars earlier this week. Um, but, you know, what are you doing? What's up? And my mom gets quiet. And she's like, are you OK? Yes. Yes, I am OK. Well, how is it that you've experienced this great financial loss and you're on the phone and you're asking about my day and you're and you're laughing and you're just speaking normally? Why are you not stressed out or angry or crying like you're not expressing any negative emotion? I learned a long time ago not to buy into my own negative feelings. I don't buy into that. My mind, when I experience some type of failure, it immediately shifts to how do I fix it? How do I fix it? So I had to tell her like, hey, while it's unfortunate that that happened and I'm certainly not happy that it happened, I don't welcome these kind of losses into my life. What I won't do is succumb to the negative situation, the negative feelings that could be attached because that will just cause me to lose more money. Instead, I went straight into solution mode. Okay, this happened. It's messed up that this is happening. I will figure that part out. But what I got to do is find a way to get this money back by tomorrow. That's what I got to do. I immediately became my own rescue. I immediately start to create a plan so that I can be my own rescue. But here's the thing. You are so stuck on the bad things that are happening to you. You're so stuck on the failed relationship, not understanding why. Why do I keep getting in relationship after relationship after relationship? Y'all, I just had a breakup too. Newsflash, I see y'all commenting under my Instagram pictures like, oh, Donnie's out here in these streets like she broke up with her man and did. And did. But do you think you're about to see me sitting around succumbing to the negative emotions of a of another situation gone wrong? It's not the first time and it it won't be the last bad thing that happens. It won't be the last hurt that I experience. It won't be the last thing that's not ideal for me. But what the difference between me and you is not that I'm extraordinary. It's that I can't be stopped. 
Hey, hey, are you a service-based entrepreneur that helps your clients or customers get some type of result, but you're struggling to post and communicate your message on social media? You don't know how to type a caption that connects and gets people's attention and converts them from just someone who's following you on social to becoming your customer or your client? Great news is that's my superpower. So I'm sending you three text messages every single day, excluding major holidays, directly to your phone of exactly what you need to post to get people to buy and convert them into clients and customers. All you have to do is join my program, Post to Paid, and you can do so by texting the words Post to Paid to 404-737-2767. And the best news is just $37 a month. So hurry up, send me the text. I'm looking for it now. And I won't be. When Donnie Wiggins is stopped, the casket closes. That's, that's what me stopping looks like. I cannot be stopped, but you keep stopping. You keep stopping. You take a $25 loss and let that impact you for the rest of the day. I lost a couple hundred thousand, and actually it's more than a couple. It's more than a couple. And I immediately said, what can I put together? How can I position myself? To earn that here in the next 90 days, how can I recover in the next 90 days? That's where my mind is. Whether it happens or doesn't happen, that's not my business. I'm telling you what I'm thinking about right now. I'm telling you how I constantly win because of my mindset. I have a winning mindset. My mindset does not allow me to stay focused on losses. Immediately, I go through a breakup. You know what I do? I get clear with myself. First thing I do, Donnie, what was your role in this situation? And I ask myself that all the time. So like Oprah said, in the, in the face of every fear, I ask myself, what is this here to teach me? When I lost the money, the first lesson was to, I should have listened to my intuition. I should have listened to my intuition. This is here to remind me that I have solid discernment. This is here to remind me to not fall or to succumb to peer pressure. This is here to remind me to do my due diligence and not allow anybody to rush me through my process of how I make decisions. This is what I was meant to learn through that failure. Through my breakup, I was here to learn that I still needed to heal some areas of my life. I still needed to choose more wisely. I still needed to learn how to resolve conflict just a little bit better. I still got some growing to do. I still got some growing to do. It taught me that maybe I could have just dropped things sooner than or turned the other cheek or not have turned the other cheek. It taught me that life isn't perfect. It was here to remind me that as soon as much is given, much will be required. And so sometimes we get these things and we get into these situations and they're providing us joy and happiness and we're getting everything that we want out of them. But we want we want it to require as little of us as possible. And that's just not the way it works. And the first time I had this lesson. You guys may have heard me tell this story on the Social Proof podcast, but I'm going to tell it here. The first time I had this lesson. The first thing that actually came to mind when I heard Oprah say, for every failure, I ask myself, what is this here to teach me? My mind immediately went back to like 2010. 2010, when I am attempting to recover. And, and no, it's not 2010 yet. It's, it's maybe 2009, okay? In 2008, we experienced the first 
recession of my adult life. I was involved in the real estate industry. I'm selling houses left and right. I'm that chick in Atlanta. I am making money faster than I can spend it. Actually, that's not true. I was spending that money pretty fast. I was spending spending the money pretty fast. I was spending money in places I had no business spending money. I had every designer, everything. And I treated this money kind of like being a dope boy. I grew up in, in an environment where my friends, male friends, were dope boys, right? And I could see them make this money, spend it. Make this money, spend it. Lose this money, make it right back. Get the check and get it right back. And so with my real estate career at that time, I was in a situation where I was uh, selling this condo community and I'm the only salesperson. So there's hundreds of units and I'm the only one selling these units. So I'm making money fast. I'm getting fast money. And then I would take my lunch break as soon as I get my commission check, as soon as that deposit hit. And I'm going up to Phipps Plaza and Lenox Mall and I'm in Giuseppe and Dolce and, you know, buying all this stuff. And then the market would crash And the world was shut down, especially in the area of real estate. And I lost my job. I thought, because I didn't really understand what a recession was, I thought, oh, this will be over fast. I'll get the job back or I'll get another job. I'll get a better job. I'll recover before I lose everything. But here's the lesson that would need to be taught is that if you don't respect it, and you don't appreciate it, it will be taken away from you. See, I had no respect for money. I knew that I wanted to earn it. I knew that I wanted a lot of it, but I did not know how to multiply it. I did not know how to leverage my money to help other people be better. I didn't know how to serve through my success. It was selfish. It was me. It was about the next Gucci bag, the next Fendi bag, the next thing. But I was serving nobody. See, it's okay to have these things. I don't want to say that because I still got plenty of it. But at that time, I wasn't serving through my success, and that's a big difference. I wasn't serving through my success. So that was the lesson that I learned. And what would happen is I wouldn't have enough money to make it six months. Six months. You guys, I'm talking about I'm making at the time more than a quarter million dollars a year. 20-something-year-old woman, single mom, got the, the, big, the big house, got the nice cars, I got with the TVs in it, my daughter going to school in the back, watching her, watching her cartoons in the car, everybody thinking, oh, they're so lucky, they're so blessed, they're so rich, is what they thought. But I was so broke because I could not survive financial trauma for six months before I would foreclose on my home. And let me tell you what happened. The bank in order to help me avoid foreclosure, sent a family into our house to attempt a short sale. My daughter had this custom bedroom. It was pink and it was purple and it's painted and she's got all the Disney princess stuff all over. It was like her own little princess palace. And she's so proud of it. Her cousins would come over and spend nights. Her friends would come over and everybody wanted to hang out at my daughter's house, at our house, because her room was just so cool and she had everything. But there's this, then there's this day comes and there's this family who is touring our home and the bank made me show the house. Hey, we've got, or the realtor or somebody, hey, this family is coming by. Will you be home? Yes. 
And I remember never before this day was I ever sad. I remember my mom even saying then at that time, with all of this that is falling apart around you, you're about to lose your house. You're losing everything. You don't know if you'll be able to keep your daughter in private school. Are you going to express any kind of emotion? And I remember saying to her, like, no, what, what emotion do you want me to express? Even then, even then I knew that feeding into my own negative emotions would never serve me. It would not get me out of where I am today. Even then I knew it. And I wasn't afraid of anything leading up to this point because I knew whatever I had, I'd get it back tenfold. I knew that I was learning a lesson. I knew I was paying attention to what the failure was here to teach me. But this day, the family is there, and they it's the husband and wife, and they have two children, a girl and a boy. And my daughter and I are walking them all around the house. Oh, this is the kitchen, and the appliances are this, and here's the basement, and here's the office space, and all this stuff. Look at the beautiful backyard. But when, when we got upstairs to my daughter's bedroom, this family's two children went crazy over my daughter's bedroom. They're arguing in her face, in her face about who would get this bedroom. Oh, I want it. I want it. This is my room. I call dibs on this room. And I see my daughter. She's kind of leaning on the frame of the doorway from the outside looking into the bedroom. And she's just, you know, like moving back and forth. And she's looking. She doesn't have any expression one way or the other on her face. But I look at her and I see these kids in her face, in her face, fighting over who's going to get her bedroom. In her face, I see them excited to take her most prized possession from her. And it was then that I felt this overwhelming sense of emotion. And I had to run off into my stairwell and I sat in that stairwell and I'm crying. The tears are coming down faster than I can wipe them away. And I'm trying to cry quietly because there's this pride with this family that's in my house. But then there's this emotion of disappointment that I don't want my daughter to see. And suddenly my daughter, who's about seven years old at this time, she comes into that stairwell and she walks behind me and she she puts her hand on my shoulder and she's rubbing my shoulder and she says, Mommy, it's okay. It's okay as long as the boy doesn't get my room. And it was in that moment that I realized that she knew exactly what was going on. It was in that moment that I decided that not only was my situation going to have to change, but I was going to have to change. I was going to have to kill off the version of me that allowed me to get into this situation. I was going to have to die to my old self in order to create this new self because in that moment, my biggest fear became my daughter having to look beyond me for an example of what a woman is supposed to be. And let me tell you something, if you are a parent to have your child not see you as an example of how they desire to live their life, to have your child not see you as an example of what they want their future to be, to have your child not be able to look at you and say, this is what being a woman or a man represents is the most fearful, hurtful, and painful situations to be in. And I looked at my daughter in that stairwell that day and I said, mommy is going to make this up to you. I promise you. If I don't do anything else in this life, I am going to give you back everything that you lost based on my decisions times 10, times 100. I promise you, we will never, ever be in this situation again once we make it out. Once we get out of this, I promise you. And I also thanked her in that moment. I thanked her because I was going to need her permission. I knew that there was just a little bit more failure left. I knew that there was just a, a few more things 
as a result of a domino effect of me losing my job and losing this house and losing this car, I knew that there were a few more things to come that would have a negative impact before I could begin to change this situation. And that's when everything changed for me. This is when I got quiet. See, and I do this today. The crazier life gets for me, the more quiet I get. The crazier life gets. See, people like to get loud when things are going wrong. They like to start going on the internet and taking subtle shots at people. That you like to start making your captions about the person who hurt you, the person who wronged you, how woe is me and what your, what your options are right now, what your lack of options are. But that's not, you'll never see me do that. You'll never see me buy into that, in, in, into that energy. I'm never going to take shots at an ex. I'm never going to take shots at a partnership that went wrong. I'm never going to take shots at somebody that I feel like they wronged me. I'm not going to do that because that energy doesn't serve me. What I will do is become calm because I have to figure out what part of me allowed me to end up in certain situations? What part of me accepted certain behavior? What part of me steered away from my boundaries? What part of me allowed me to not use my discernment? What part of me allowed me to be so trusting so fast? What part of me led me here? I get quiet so I can figure that out. I get quiet so I can become clear about who I am. See, right now you got too much noise around you. It's too much chaos. It's too much drama. And what I need you to do before you even try to start this journey of becoming successful, or maybe you're already successful and you're trying to get to your next level. Maybe you're sitting here in the season of what's more for you. And you know that you have to take big action, big leaps of faith. But before you do any of that, I need you to get clear. I need you to get clear. I need you to get really, really calm so that you can become really, really clear on who you are. Who are you? See, before I was comfortable releasing Full Transparency Podcast with Donnie Wiggins, I needed to get clear. Remember I said earlier, I needed to be really clear about what my intention was. I don't want to just sit here on a mic and entertain you. I don't want to just sit here on a mic and educate you. It has to be bigger than that. See, when I experienced the loss that I experienced, I dove in to serving other people. And I didn't even really know at the time what that meant. I just know now looking back that that was my saving grace. That is what took me to my next level. I got clear. I sat with myself. I started to journal. I started to journal. I started to meditate at that time before I even understood what meditation was. I leaned real heavy in prayer. I started to get really, really, really committed to church. I started to get really, really clear and intentional about gaining more clarity about who is Donnie Wiggins? What am I supposed to do here? Because it can't be to just go to work every single day. It can't even be to just start this business every single day. It can't be to just do these Zoom calls every single day. It can't be just to spend my time in this way every single day. It can't just be to be a mom. It can't just be to be a, a, a significant other. It can't just be to be a friend or a family member. Those things are all great, but it can't just be that. What am I here to do? What is my purpose? How do I serve? And it wasn't until that moment of clarity that I realized that my purpose was something bigger than just me. See, before any of that, I was so 
committed to how to make me better, how to make my life better, how to even make my daughter's life and my mother's life better. But it wasn't until I attached myself to something bigger than any of that that things began to change. I decided in 2008 that I would never depend on just one source of income, whether it be a job or a business, it doesn't matter. I'm never relying on just one source of income. Do you hear me? I need you to hear me on this. Don't rely on just one source of income. There is no such thing as a permanently good job. What you have is a job that is good for you right now. What you have are circumstances and scenarios that are good for you right now. But we've got to constantly be evolving. We can't stay stuck in this moment of good. You can't stay stuck in the moment of bad, but you definitely can't stay stuck in this moment of good either because it gets gooder. It has to get better. You have to evolve. You have to become more. And so I decided in 2008 that my job wasn't it for me. I don't care how much money I made. See, my dreams at that time weren't as big as what they were right now. My dreams were based on what I knew at that time, what I had been exposed to at that time. But I know a whole lot more now. I've been exposed to a whole lot more now. So dreams are bigger. The number of people that I want to help has exceeded beyond just my mother and my daughter and my family to having impact on the world. I know that I am purposed to help you see more in you than you see in yourself right now. I know that I am meant to be your statue of hope. I know that you look at Donnie, a regular girl who's no more, no more capable than you are. No more extraordinary than you are. You see me, I look just like you. I look just like the girl that you're dating. I look like just like the person. I might look like your mom, depending on how old you are when, at, at the time that you're watching this. I look like somebody you can relate to. I know that my life is meant to be an example to fuel you into your greatest self. And that's a big calling on my life. It's a big calling. I have to walk around every single day knowing that the decisions that I make are going to impact the people who are now my community. It's a big calling to know that I have to constantly be evolving because I've created this community of people that are looking for me for the next step, looking at me for the next answer, looking at me to make sure, yep, it still works. You're looking at me to go out there and try it before you try it to come back and tell you that, yep, it's real. It works. You do it too. I understand that the calling on my life is big. And I answered the call. I answered the call. I found my peace in serving other people. So when I was going through the most difficult times of my life, the foreclosure, the repossessions, the not having electricity, the not having water to flush the toilets, the not having any money to play hide and seek in the dark with my daughter because I didn't want her to know that the electricity was cut off, to the breakups, to the loss of money, to the loss of people, to the loss of friendships. I know that it's not easy. But through it all, I found my peace by becoming more so that I could serve other people. I'm going to leave you with this. I discovered that the more people I help get what they want, the more I get what I want by default. Somebody said that to me in 2012. In 2012, Somebody said, Donnie, you have the ability to impact people that you've never even met. You have the ability to create impact for people that you will never even hear their voices. You will never see their face. Your eyes will never meet their eyes. Your energy 
will never be in the same room with them, but your energy will transcend through the airwaves podcast. Your energy will transcend through servant leadership. Your energy will transit, will transcend through your words, through your books, through your talks. And I heard them say to me what I just said to you, the more people you help to get what they want, the more you're going to get what you want by default. And so then I started to, I sat down and I started to think about who am I qualified to help? Who are the people that I am qualified to help? And I had this moment of epiphany when I realized that the people that I am qualified to help are people who are versions of someone that I've been before. Maybe even a version of who I am right now. You are watching this because you appreciate my relatability. You appreciate my transparency. You are watching this because there's some part of my story that you resonate with and it gives you hope. It gives you hope. It helps you stay committed to your dreams. It helps you stay committed to your desires. It helps you to understand that the journey that you're on right now is necessary. It helps you to appreciate what you have in your life. It helps you to avoid some of those mistakes that you were just about to make. There's some mistakes that you were just about to make. That something I said said, you know what? Let me think about this. Let me use my discernment. Let me not be peer pressured. Let me not move too fast. Let me not jump the gun. Let me not buy into my fear. Let me not stay stuck. Let me not even believe that stuck is an option for me. Let me not buy into these fears because I understand that the word fear, F-E-A-R, is false evidence appearing real. When you're living in fear, you're living in, in your future, something that hasn't even happened yet. When you're living and you're worried about something, that means you are in your past. You're angry. You're in your past. You're mad about something that already happened. Let that go. Let that go. You're fearful about something that hasn't even happened yet. Oh, if I put this, if I put this event together, nobody's going to come. How do you know? How do you know nobody's going to come? Has it happened? And if that's what you think, what can you do to make sure people actually show up? If you're angry about something that happened in your past, how is that serving you? If you're taking no action at all and you're on the fence and you're nonchalant, you have no feeling one way or the other, how is that growing you? How is that developing and evolving you? It's not. It's not. So as you journey with me, as you journey with me on this road to building another another impactful podcast, another empowering show for you to come here and watch, another resource. I want you to journey with me in full intention. I want you to make a promise to yourself. I want you to identify, just like I did, what's my intention here? Before you make every decision. See, I also heard, I think it was Oprah, who said, before every action comes a thought. And before every thought, comes an intention. And so I'm asking you, what is your intention? When you sit down and you watch these podcast episodes and you take a course or you sign up for, for coaching or you get, you get a mentor, you get a therapist, what is your intention? What is the desired output you're looking to receive? What do you want the outcome to be? 
What are you going to do with this information? If you don't have paper out right now, get it out. What are the three intentions that you've created as a result of being here? I want to see it in the comments. Wherever you're watching this, I want to see it in the comments. Wherever you're looking at this information, drop it down in the comments for me. What are the three things that you will be intentional about? And let's just start with this week. Let's just start with right here, right now, this week. What are the three things that you're going to be intentional about as a result of being here? Before you take your next step, before you make another, another step, take any more action, I want you to identify what your intention is behind everything because if you don't understand what the intent is, what the purpose of it is, if you don't get that, then you're not going to be committed to doing the work. If you don't get that, you're not going to be committed to making it through when the times get hard. If you don't get that, it's going to be easy for you to quit. If you don't understand what the intention is, you're going to let people talk you out of your dreams. And we didn't had enough of that. We have had enough of that. Nobody's talking you out of anything because you know what your intention is. Nobody's stopping you off of your journey because you know what your intention is. Nobody's throwing you off of your track because you know what your intention is. You're not buying into your own fear because you know what your intention is. And you're not taking your foot off the gas when things look good because you know what your intention is. And it's bigger than anything, anything designed to throw you off. This has, been a, this has been an amazing episode of Full Transparency with Donnie. Hey, listen, do me a favor, guys. Share this episode with anybody that you know who needs this word today. Share this episode, rate it. I need you to thumbs up it. I need you to give it a five-star review. And please comment to me what your biggest takeaway was from today and what you want to hear me talk about. Next week, you're going to see me sit down with one of my very successful friends, and we're going to have a fully transparent conversation. And I am going to allow you you an opportunity to be a fly on the wall. And remember, if you are an entrepreneur and you are looking for coaching or you want to create and develop your own coaching program, then you want to click the link down in the description to work with me, www.sixfigureedu.com. And we've got the brand new mentorship group that has just dropped. And I want you there actionable CEO for the person who needs more of this for the person who needs to not just be empowered and inspired, but you're ready to take action for the person who wants a community of individuals around them who are like-minded and even far beyond in mindset. I want you there with me every single week, actionable CEO, click the link in my bio. You guys, I cannot wait to embark on this journey. We're going up. <laughs> Let's go. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.